On your mark, get set. Let's go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Mister, will you please wake up? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Good morning, Kevin Durant. You should have never left California. This bronze sexual upset me in oh, having man. to bring this teenage idiot from Wisconsin into a sports conversation. Are you really surprised that the Cowboys are giving up on Ezekiel Elliott? Whoa, hell no. Well, no one cares about baseball. Bitch, are you for real? Are we for real? Of course we're for real. Welcome to another exciting edition of Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. I am Cole Johnson. I am joined by, of course, the founder of Snowman in the Morning, the snowman himself, Brian Snow. And uh, today, one of my animals got out of the barn, little kitty, um, little uh, kitten. Uh, we have four. We have four of them. Uh, Winnie decided to join, join us this morning as my wife was leaving for work. Uh-huh. So I was wrestling with I was playfully wrestling with her and my daughter came out. And I said, please help me. Oh, All right. No. So I got to I gotta take care of the critters as soon as I get off the air here. Good morning. This is the Thursday edition of Snowman in the Morning. And I must pay you a lot of thanks for the homage to Robin Williams using my using the greeting that I have mm-hmm. and the homage to Good Morning Vietnam. I appreciate yeah. you for that. Because I know that's where you got it from. So like, yes. oh, might as well. That's, exact, that's exactly where I got it from. We are lit up already in the mm-hmm. Fanatics uh, feedback zone. It's presented by Fanatics. I am redoing that page on both websites, SDM Sports Network, as well as Snowman in the Morning. Let's see who's here. We got Sick Diggy coming to us mm-hmm. from Norway. Less than 16 hours. The weekend is upon us. Um, he gives his usual greeting. And then mm-hmm. Chris Dietz says this. I saw you had some 40-year-old on the show yesterday. Yeah, you know that 40-year-old that was on the show yeah, yesterday, yeah. sir? Yeah, we never he met had him. an axe. Yeah, never met him. He had an axe to grind. Literally. But yeah, we never met the guy. Bad pun, I know, but... <laughs> Who's ready for the national championship game? I certainly am, because it's going to be a hundred point game, and that will be Monday night. Yes, that will be Monday. That will be the best Monday night game. Of the Ouch. oh, well I now you know. I just NFL, realized what I said. NFL has one more Monday night game coming. So, like I said, the best Monday night game of the year will occur in Los Angeles, and it doesn't involve the Rams or the Chargers. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm in a mood this morning. Uh, throwback Thursday is upon us, and Victor decides to give us our seat geek question of the morning. I... And it reads as follows What is your favorite cereal as a kid? Favorite cereal? Um, All right. You first. Th- um, three words, Victor. Too damn many. 
I can tell you what cereal I hated, and my mom used to get mm. a lot of, and that was cornflakes. Oh, man. Lord have mercy. I, I hate corn... Listen, I hated cornflakes more than I hate the Chicago Cubs. I think that was the... I think that's the only cereal I ever saw my mother eat. And the only because my mother was an oatmeal fan, is an oatmeal woman. Yes, I think that's the only cereal my uh, my grandmother ate too. Well, no, I take that back. No, no, I take that back. She ate frosted uh, mini wheats too. But uh, the, but but mom, that's the only cereal she ate. And yeah, I think my go to I think my go to cereal was Cheerios. Yours was Cheerios. My go to cereal was Cheerios. I came onto the scene late uh, with Cheerios. Like uh, I mean, as in adult late. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, my my ta- my taste in cereal definitely trended old. <laughs> it definitely trended adult mm-hmm. because I, yeah, yeah, because I because uh, I did not do the the Fruit Loops, although Dad did get some it from time to time. I did not did Listen. not do the uh, Cocoa Puffs or the or, or Honeycomb. Didn't do the Cocoa Puffs. Honeycomb, yeah, cocoa yes. Puffs. My mother and father invested in a lot of Honeycomb. Mm-hmm. So none of that. Yeah, N- none of those. What well, um. What ended up becoming my favorite cereal actually was Grape Nuts. I started liking those as an adult mm-hmm. because my mom would get them and say, mm-hmm. don't touch them. So I would eat the mm-hmm. whole box. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know she definitely disliked you when you when you got to high school because I would do some of the same stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she said, look, and- you got cornflakes. <laughs> I got Grape Nuts. These Grape Nuts are mine. Not anymore. Yeah, and 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 as soon, and as, she, that, as soon as she'd leave for work, what do you think I'm opening? Of course, you're opening that. And I totally forgot. So yeah, when I was a child and when I was in, in junior high, yeah, uh, cornflakes was the only thing mom ate in terms of cereal. When I got to high school, all of a sudden, mom wanted to start eating grape nuts. I'm like, what the heck, woman? Exactly. Or why you like it now? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, grape nuts and uh, checks, but it it was basically wheat checks for me. You know, I made a discovery when I moved to Gary <clears throat> from Chicago, and before I lost pops, they put chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. They put they they put chocolate in checks, and wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I was. Oh, that's cool because. That's cool. When I got to Gary, and Victor can attest to this, mm-hmm. I would eat the hell out of it. Oh, <laughs> Victor says, hey, Snowman, how many boxes of Cheerios did we go through in Gary between episodes of Spider-Man? Too damn many. <laughs> and I'm talking about the old school Spider-Man, talking about 1967 Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LeVar says Raisin Brand. That's my dad's favorite. There you go. There that's you my, go. That's my father's favorite right there. My grandpa got me hooked on Raisin Brand. Yeah. My 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 grandpa got me hooked on Raisin Brand. Hey, folks, if you want to contribute to the show and you're watching along with us, you see the cash apps at the top of your screen. You see the Patreon at the bottom of your screen. For those of you listening audibly, patreon.com slash SDM Sports Radio Network. And the cash app tags you need for me, tall man, Dr. K50 with the dollar sign in front of it. And for my partner, dollar sign host Cole Johnson up. <laughs> so... um told my wife about my meltdown yesterday Mm. and i broke again 
She yeah. just wrapped me in a hug and said, you are doing what you need to do. And I'm proud of that. I'm like, you, you don't term that a breakdown? She says, baby, what have you been through in the past year? Question answered. And oddly enough, Victor said, this, Victor said the same thing to me. He said, what have you been through in the past year? Said, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the only one else are removed from it. So yeah. yeah. All right. We got a little business called the whip around. I'll let Cole do that. I got to step out for a moment. All right. So here's the whip around presented by Fanatics. So there was an announcement that was made yesterday, NFL related. And yes, we will get to another somewhat announcement for other things from the NFL later. But this is really more on the more exciting end. So the three first ballot candidates for the upcoming Hall of Fame, which, of course, the uh, the finalists for the Hall of Fame will be announced. To, well, I should say the people who are going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame will be announced tonight before the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, three of them, Darrell Rivas, Dwight Freeney, Joe Thomas, they are among 15 modern day finalists for the class of 2023. Now, of course, Thomas is, of course, the left tackle for the Browns, longtime left tackle for the Browns. Dwight Freeney, of course, the pass rusher extraordinaire for the Colts. And I think he also served a little bit of time with the Chargers, but mostly, you know, with the Colts and Rivas, most he, he went to a couple teams, but, you know, mostly as Rivas Island. The guy who was the corner shut down, shut down corner for the Jets. Shout out, Mr. Ryan McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it is exciting now that we get to actually talk about Hall of Fame induction candidates. Now, there's others who, uh, or cross their figures, they hope that the, the hope that they're going to be uh, amongst them as well. Andre Johnson, of course, the wide receiver for the Texans. Um, he also played one year with the Titans, one year with the Colts. Uh, Richie Wayne, speaking of the Colts, of course, he was wide receiver for the Colts. Now he is, I think, the wide receivers coach for the Colts now. Devin Hester, return specialist for the Bears, and then later on the Falcons. And then there is Torrey Holt, the guy who I, I, I consider to be the forgotten stud tight end for the greatest show on turf. And I say it that way, not necessarily because of whomever rooted for the Rams, but in the larger scope of things, because people think that, of course, Isaac Bruce was the main guy. And for a time he was. But Holt, just like Wayne did with Harrison in Indianapolis, he supplanted Bruce and he was the guy and the main wide receiver talent and, and, and the number one go to wide receiver for the greatest show on turf when it was going, I guess you could say, it sounds harsh when I say it this way, downhill. But uh, uh, it's inside to actually hear the names that are being brought up and they're, they're being introduced to us as who they think are the best of the best and who they think is going to be worthy of induction uh, this August when the next NFL season begins in earnest. The class of 2023 will be selected, of course, by the Hall's panel of 49 voters later on this month. It will be announced, like I said, on the NFL Honor Show one day before the Super Bowl. And that concludes today's Whip Around.
Now back to the Fanatic Feedback Zone. Uh, let me see, where should I start? Oh, Lavars, good morning to you, sir. And uh, <laughs> your Kim Kardashian comment, uh, love it, love it, love it. Uh, Six says, uh, speaking of yesterday, are there any confessions left to address? <laughs> I'm laughing because of who I'm about to announce in about a couple minutes. Lavar says confessions. <laughs> and Six says, um, let's see, where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it? Ah, here we go. Uh, Six says, uh, good morning to you all. Uh, let me see here. Oh, Vic. He says, good morning, everyone in chat. And the gentlemen, they're about to grace airways or now gracing it now. Uh, uh, Deed says, still not used to the big four. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Lavaris with the throwback question of uh, of today. He says, cinnamon toast crunch, peanut butter crunch were his go-to cereals as a child. Uh, sick, as he said, his mother would mix corn and frosted flakes in both boxes. I feel so sorry for you, sir. Victor says, uh, I told Snowman last night after what I saw Undisputed. In the next four to six months, we will be hearing about the Skip Bayless podcast. Well, he actually has a Skip Bayless podcast now. So, yeah, who knows? It, that probably would get a bigger platform. You never know. Uh, Six says he would mix a few amount of cereals in a week. I mean, uh, as a child. Uh, Ryan, good morning to you, sir. He says, uh, good morning, gentlemen, and good morning to everyone in lodge watching and listening. His favorite cereal as a child was Frosted Flakes. My father liked that on occasion. He didn't do it all the time, but he would get it like once every two months. They made my mornings great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Sick asks, does anybody ever like apple cinnamon or multigrain Cheerios? Mine is honey nut. That's that's mine. That's mine. And thank you, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Uh, he says, uh, for me, it started with honey nut Cheerios and it went to Golden Crisp. And uh, now it's between Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Captain Crunch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Lavara says, uh, despite how terrible the Jets were over the decades, the Vel Revis does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He does. He does. J to me, just for one year. In particular, where I think he he faced off against Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, there's a couple other receivers. Oh, 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 Calvin Johnson too. None of them got to 50 yards, let alone 100. So, just in that year, I, I forget the year. I want to say 2006 or 2007. It was somewhere around there. But yeah, uh, he he shut he shut down all the all the elite. No, it's like 2007, 2008. He shut down every elite wide receiver he faced that year. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, Victor says, uh, well, <laughs> because Skip will be kicked off from the kicked from Fox, it's going to be hard to find someone else who co-hosts with them. <laughs> well, yeah, true, but, <laughs> yeah, true. But on the other side, you have to think of how, how, uh, how they feel as, as programmers, they will look at Skip. They say ah, lightning rod, and they won't care if they have a revolving chair. Uh, and a revolving door of of guests. That sounds like you know of a show. You know of a, I'm about to say you know of a sports show that does that right now. Yeah, because it looks like someone is ha someone now has begun to get the same type of rep too. Mm hmm. Which is going to lead mm -hmm. to a divorce. Yeah. Yes, Mister. No, 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 no. Yeah. 
And That's what I would see. They're barely six years removed from giving him that uh, from that that contract. Insert an adjective here, and it's going to lead to a divorce. Watch, yeah. yeah, watch, yeah. A lot of people saying that the oh, let me do this real fast. I think please I do. Get, I want to get his his thoughts on this before we do go to break. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Now batting the man who hates Mumra and Uncle <laughs> What number four twenty was El Hefe number four twenty. I don't hate Mumra. I yes, love Thundercats. Thundercats. You hate Mumra. Every... That's no, clear. No, no. I hate that picture of Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> The beast no, no one should be regulated should be made <laughs> to watch that picture whatsoever. Then how do you think how do you think the city of Chicago feels? Oh, they see her every day. I would I would have been taking my eyes out. So no. I, I got I like like I said, I had two choices. Get out or get the hell out. So you chose option three. Out. Yeah, I chose option three. I got the <laughs> fuck out. Oh gosh. All right. So I, I know you saw this yesterday, or you at least you caught wind of it yesterday. Wise, uh, Shannon, of course, was not digging what uh, Skip tweeted two nights back or three nights back. Didn't come the next day. Didn't come the next day. He came back. He came back yesterday. He started to explain his stance of why he didn't come the day before. Skip cuts him off, and of you see the tension on the screen. What are your thoughts? Okay, so me and Poppy have decided we will not. He will be nameless on our show. Wow. It, it's like that. We will not talk, discuss that. We will not see him by name because Poppy calls him a pirate. pirate he, he, he's, he's a pirate of the culture, a pirate of everything. It's, and we don't know who gave him the name, name Drip because he's dripless. We could, we could care less about this dude because... All he does is 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 shit on us, and no one cares. No one does anything. Like it's it's okay for him to say stupid shit like this and get away. And and that's and that's our fault. That's our fault because I agree with that. We we continue to support. We continue to watch his shows. We continue to. Little Wayne keeps coming on his show, and all these other athletes keep coming. If we, if these athletes really wanted to do something about him, oh yeah, they wouldn't come on his shows, right? They, they wouldn't. They would not mention him. They're not making relevant. Skip Bayless is the the guy they're talking about. Uh, the guy Weiss is talking about Victor. Um, you know something, man. With your nephew saying that Skip is a pirate in terms of culture jacking, I can't find a light of that. I I, I really can't uh, because I, part of me feels that that's how it is with him. And and what I find really interesting about that is I've I've saw a lot I've seen a lot of people um, defend him, and I'm, I'm not talking about uh, it, it's different from when yesterday when uh, we celebrate Deez's birthday. And he he systematically broke down what Skip tweeted. 
and yes, on his face, it, it's 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 harmless, right? On his face. Now, in the moment, which that's that that's where I have the, that's why. Why I bring it up? Why even yes. bring it up? Why, in why the, even? Yeah. Why even go? Oh, the NFLs. What are they gonna do? Yeah. Any of that? Whatever the hell he's tweeted. Why that, even bring it up? Why is it that, relevant? Like you, you even said at the end of your quote, the tweet. It's anyway. It is, it's real. It's irrelevant anyway. So why bring it up? That is why I have the issue. I'm like, okay. Why even text it? Your Here's text should have been, yeah. My prayers right. for Demar Hamlin my and his family. That's what your tweet mm-hmm. should have said. Should have yeah. brought up nothing about the playoffs. Should have not, but nothing right. about postponement. What about how how big the magnitude of the game was? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, that, it that's my issue. It, it doesn't matter how ma- the magnitude of the game because this man right. almost died on the field. Mm-hmm. You actually saw him on live TV, literally collapse on the field. So my thought is, I don't give a crap if the Bills are the number one, two, or the, or the, the Bills are number one, two, three seed. I don't even think the, the clear. I don't give a crap if they play, if they if they if they uh, whistle to play the game, at least at that point, five ten minutes later. That none of that mattered. All that mattered, all that mattered to me in that moment was revive Devar, De, uh, Demar Hamlin. Yes. Get him, get him to the point where you can actually revive him. That is all that mattered to me. And when I saw Skip, a guy who has been in the media business for over four decades, having to type such a tone-deaf part of his tweet, I'm thinking to myself, dude, is sports such a big part of your life that it just overwhelms everything? Even the human aspect. It overwhelms even even your concept? Even the human side of you, which is ridiculous. It's we still, we're, we're still, I'm still upset over the Shannon Sharp incident. Same. Because to me, you just disrespected a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. To his face. You disrespected him to his face. And on the air. And, and, yeah, tried, and, and the air. Tried, yeah, and try, and then, like, oh, okay, but he is better than you. Look, dude, what does that have to do with the conversation? Your man is having a bad season. All was that was all Shannon was pointing out, and you gotta attack him, and that's what Skip does. He attacks whoever's across from him when he knows he's gonna lose that debate or Here's, lose that the discussion. Mm-hmm. Other than other than the fact that he basically said, "Who cares to him about the three Super Bowl rings?" which Skip has none. Uh, when when Skip asked when Skip asked a question to a three time Super Bowl champion. Who actually was an elite tight end when he played? Yes. The question of who do you think watches more film, the coaches in a given week or Tom Brady? And wisely, Shannon said the coaches do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's right. The coaches, I mean, there's, there's at least ten coaches, and I'm not even talking about the head coach. Of course, he watches film too. But you got all the coordinators, you got all the position coaches, all of them watch film. You know this. Mm-hmm. So you know they watch a whole lot more film than one guy does. Yes. And and for Skip to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, what the heck are you talking about? And I'm not yeah. talking about you going into a locker room to ask questions of these players. I'm talking about going through and actually doing Oklahoma drills and hitting the pads and getting hit and, mm-hmm. and, and running routes mm-hmm. and, and practicing day after day after day and sitting in the film, sitting in the film room. Have you done that on a day-to-day basis? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to the guy who did, 
And to insult him that way was a slap in the face to, to Shannon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm serious, man. Um, we would have to go catch a fade. It, it, it would be me and Skip would have to go catch a fade because you ain't you ain't gonna disrespect me like that. And now with this nonsense, and then he doesn't even okay. He, the, so somebody said he's a narcissist. He's is he a narcissist? Yes, he is a narcissist. Yes, he is. Oh, Skip, he, he, oh, yeah. he is a narcissist. Heck, his wife darn near says he's one. It it so it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't see where he went wrong with the tweet or even where he went mm-hmm. wrong at attacking Shannon. He doesn't he he doesn't see where he went wrong. He just I tweeted it. Hey, it should it's okay. It's my opinion. And I'm not gonna take it down. No, and I'm not. That's the well, that's one of the surprising things for me. It's that the tweet stayed up and he had no balls to take it down. And by having balls, he doesn't and, he, he doesn't care. Right. He doesn't care. He's to him, whatever he tweets is gonna garner go him attention. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's what a narcissist wants. They mm-hmm. want that attention. Yeah. It's gotta be on and that's them. What, and that's why I don't think it's going to be a solo show that he's going to have because I think he carries so much favor with FS1 to the point where it's like, okay, we're getting this attention, although it's negative. We're getting this attention. We, I think, like the attention that we're getting. And you move the needle more than the Hall of Famer that's sitting across from you. So if Shannon decides to get up and leave, that we're going to do the same thing as first take is done with Stephen A. Smith. It'll be a revolving chair of people. You'll have a you will have, we'll have somebody in there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, somebody different every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in in my estimation, I, I, all of us, all of us are in the industry to a varying degree. And I think what people don't understand is when you are a journalist, you do have marching orders. You get when you're in the newsroom. You hear the news editor say, okay, to this certain person, if it's a sports for sure, if it's this certain player, I want you to ask this type of question toward him or her. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it's this guy, if it's this person, talk about, or at least I want to know the answer to this question here with this incident that took place. Mm-hmm. Journalists have these marching orders. So when you get yep. in front of a of, of an athlete, they're going to ask questions that the newsroom wants the answers to. And I think, and I think the producers went to Shannon and said, Shannon, I need you to bring this topic up. Mm-hmm. Cause Shannon didn't want to discuss it. No, Shannon didn't. didn't want to discuss it. He, he didn't, he didn't feel like this is something that we need to discuss on the air. This right? is why and the, but and he goes, and he the got the mark. Like he said, like you said, he got his marching orders, marching orders anyway. Yeah. And, and Skip was like, no, you didn't. They didn't t- Skip. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. It did. Cause Shannon is one of those yep. dudes that he's gonna do what he's told. Mm-hmm. You know what? My boy William Morgan is uh, is in with us, and uh, he put this up. If any of us tweeted the same thing, we would have been canceled in a William New York minute. Him, one hundred, bro. One hundred New York and minute. You know why? You know why I know this? In in the place where I work, if I would have tweeted something like this, and my boss would tell me to take it down, and I didn't. Guess what I would have in my hand a right right then and there? A, a pink slip. slip. I'd be gone on my butt. It's gone. It's kind of like 
I know this is unrelated, but in terms of work protocol, it's kind of like the Kyrie Irving situation. Which nothing, which nothing has quelled it, by the way. I'll discuss that after the break. Mm-hmm. Which nothing has quelled it, by the way. They seem to have swept it under the rug after its initial uproar. Winning, winning does that. Winning, winning, yeah, winning, winning does that. Yeah, when you win, yeah, it, when you're winning, a, when you're winning, F- nobody's got. They, they can't. They, they can say whatever yeah, they want. They're, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they And they lost last night in the United Center. Thank you, there's Bulls. A, there's a wonderful saying about that. Winning is a great deodorant. Yeah, and it's amazing though. It's still that the Nets space. did all this winning, and how many words have we heard from one Mr. Kyrie Irving during that winning streak? Nothing. Exactly. Mm. Not a single solitary word. All right, I'll take that off the. I'll take that off the table. I got something else in mind. Oh, Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll continue on. This mission we call the Tripped Out Thursday edition of Snowman in the Morning. Back in a moment. 